functions, we're going to first look at what are functions. Okay. Um, why do we use them? Uh, the built-in Python functions. Okay. So what those are and uh, how we use them. Then arguments. So what an argument is used for in a function. And that's how we get stuff passed into our functions. Returning a value from a function. So how do we get something back out of our function? Um, importing module functions. Okay. And, and what those are creating new functions. So how do we actually create one of these and then debugging functions. So once we make them, if we have any issues with them, how do we go about uh, resolving the issues with our functions? So what are functions? So a function is a named, um, sequence of statements that performs a computation. Okay. So when you have multiple statements in your code right now, we've just been writing all of our statements in, in the open, in, in the, in the global scope or in the main area of our file. Um, but when we later on want to start writing code that we can reuse um, over and over, then we can put that into functions. So then we don't have to write the same code over and over. We can just have like a block of code that we reuse in multiple places. So it's a named sequence of statements that performs a computation. So we give that block or that function a name. And then when we call that name, sort of like when we use our variables, instead of giving us a value from a variable, we're getting the function to run a block of code or a bunch of statements at once. When you define a function, you can specify the name and the sequence of statements that it should run. And then later you call that function. Okay. So why do we need to use functions? Well, there's a couple reasons why functions are important. First, creating new functions gives you an opportunity to name and, and uh, to name a group of statements, um, which makes your program easier to read because people can understand what those statements are doing based on the, the name of the function. Um, functions can make a program smaller by eliminating repetitive code. So that later, if you want to make a change or something like that, you just have to do it in that one place. So if you use your function 10 times throughout your code, you change that one spot in the function, and then it changes it in all those places in your code, as opposed to having to go and change code in a whole bunch of places. Uh, you can divide a long program into functions to allow the, you to debug certain parts of it at a time. Okay. So you don't have to go through all your code to figure out issues. You can just go to the function that you know is causing the issue. And it's a well-designed uh, way of building programs so that you can write your code once and then debug once and then just reuse it over and over. You don't have to keep going through writing, debugging, writing, debugging. You just do it once in your function and then use that function because you know that function works. So built-in Python functions. Um, with built-in Python functions, sorry, I'm just checking my audio levels here. I want to make sure not clipping and blasting your ears out. looks like we're okay. Okay. So with built-in Python function, Python provides a number of important built-in functions that we can use without needing to provide the function definition. So when you're writing your own functions, you need to give them a name. You need to say what they do. Uh, there's a certain number of pythons that will already be built into, um, Python so that you can just use them without having to like say what they do. Cause Python already knows what these functions do. Um, and some of these functions include, uh, the max and min functions. So you can get like, what is the maximum value or the minimum value in a, uh, either a string or a list of numbers, something like that is, uh, another one is the length function, which will check how long a list or a string is. So we can do both of those here. Let's try that. So if we say print, uh, max, uh, sorry, print, and then inside the brackets, max. Uh, which is the function of, let's say, hello world, like we have here in the slides. And we run this. Okay, I'm going to get W. And that's because every character 
in the alphabet has a number associated with it. It's the Unicode. Uh, it's the Unicode for that character. Okay. Um, and W is the character that has the highest um, number associated to it. So W gets printed out. Uh, if this is confusing because I'm calling a function inside of the print statement, which really the print is a built-in function of Python. It's just saying whatever I do inside of here, print it out. Um, so sort of I'm calling a function in a function here, which might be a little confusing for you since we're just learning this. Instead, I could just make a variable here. I could say um, max underscore string underscore value, I guess, equals max hello. So it's all in one line. Max a max value is equal to max hello world, and then I can print out max value. Okay, and if I run that, we get W. Now, if I say min value and I run that, I'll get a space because a space is the character that has a low number associated with it in the Unicode character table. So if I open up this here and we go to Unicode character codes, I think. Click on one of these, is it gonna give me Yeah, see, so W is 77, whereas like an H for hello world is 48. So all the cap letters comes first, then the lowercase letters, like an E is 65. So W is the highest Unicode character at 77. Um, and then space, which I don't even know where the space would be on here. These are all open space characters. But anyway, one of the space characters is, is one of these guys. Um, and you can see these are all the lowest numbers. Mouse click on a character to get the code. Yeah, I, I don't know what the space, which one of these is a space, but a space has a really low code. Oh, here's some symbol codes, currency codes, Greek alphabet codes. So there's there's uh, there's codes for everything, right? Um, and there's also uh, the ASCII table here. So we can look at it here in a different format. Um, and again, if we look, see, so the W is um, 87. Um, and the space is 32. But I have to actually check again. So it, um, I can't remember if Python uses ASCII or Unicode. Um, if it's ASCII, then uh, it would be these, these decimal numbers instead of the numbers that we were looking at over here. Um, either way, um, you can see that the space is a, is a lower number, uh, and the W is one of the higher numbers. So that's why when we go min or max, it prints out the minimum or maximum. Now, if we had a list, so if we had like my nums is equal to and then we say the minimum of my nums it'll be one i guess i should change this variable to be called minimum since it doesn't really make sense right now but if i do it like that it'll be one because one's the lowest number in that list and if i get the max let me run it we get seven because seven's the highest number in that list okay 
You can also do it with lists like that. Um, another built-in Python function is the length function. So if we have a string uh, and we say length of string equals the length function, and then we have a string under the hello world, sure. And then if I print out the length of my string, run it, I get 11. So there's one, two, three, four, five, plus the space, six, plus w, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 characters in that string. Okay, so those are some examples of built-in Python functions. There's a whole bunch of built-in Python functions. Um, if you go to the Python documentation, um, and then you go to the... Library, maybe built in types, built in. Data persistence, somewhere in here, it'll give you all of the uh, functions that are built into Python. Python, do they call them methods? Oh, right here, right at the start. Built-in functions, whoops. So here's a whole list of all the built-in functions that you can use in Python, and it tells you down below here what all these different functions do. Here we can see we have the max function here, the min function somewhere here, here. Those are two we just used. We also used the length function. So those oh, this whole table of functions comes sh and ships with the language, so you don't have to define what those are. Uh, you can just use them. All right, um, on to arguments. So arguments are variables that take the value of a variable or value that is passed to the function. Okay, so when you create a function, um, you might need some information to start using it. You might need to use some information from outside the function, inside the function. And to do that, we can pass it in as a argument. Um, you'll also hear them called parameters or um, yeah, parameters I think would be the only other common name you'd hear from them, but uh, parameters or, or arguments, they get passed into the function. So in the example on the right, the arguments are number underscore A and number underscore B. They can be variables inside the add function and have the value of the variable num and the value of six. So in this function, okay, the statements that are inside of it are these two, the first two, result and print. And the reason we know that is because they're tabbed in and there's a colon here after the function name. So this is the function name, add. Here's the arguments inside of the round brackets after the function name. And then there's this define keyword, which says we're, we're creating a function. So create a function with the name add, and inside the round brackets, we pass those arguments in. And then colon, and then this is the statements that I wanna run when I, when I call my function name. When I, when I write add in my code, it should do this stuff. And that's the stuff that's tabbed in inside of this define add. Okay, so we have two statements here that it runs, and it uses number A and number B, which are variables inside the function, because it can use them from being passed in here. So when you pass in, num in number A and pass in number B, they become variables inside of this block. Okay, you can't access number A or number B out here, only if you're inside this block, because they're only inside of this function. 
Now we can say, for example, num equals 10. And then in the f then when we call our function, we say add. So we want our function to run now and actually do the code inside of it. We say add, and then we put round brackets after it again, and we specify the two arguments. So num, it can be a variable, for example. Uh, and six, it could be like a literal, just a character or a number that you pass in. So this will assign num to be number A. So number A becomes the variable for num and number B becomes the variable for six. So inside of here, number A has the value 10 and number B has the value six. So they're gonna be added together and then give it and put into this result variable. And then we're printing out results. So this should be 16, right? And that's what the output is. We can do a similar example here. We'll do a subtraction example. So let's say define sub. Um, num a and num b as parameters oops type and then inside of our function we want to say that the result equals num a minus num b and then we say print out our result and down here we could say sub 10 and five, I don't know. Okay, and now if we run this, we get five because 10 subtract five is five, okay? Now the neat thing about this function is that I can just copy and paste this a whole bunch of times and do a bunch of subtractions, right? And now uh, instead, if I wanted to do this like this without the function, I'd have to write these two lines of code over and over and over and over, right? Since I have the function, I can just call the function name and pass in my parameters. If there was a problem with this function or maybe I wanted to change something in it, I could just change it here and it would change it for all of these, right? So let's say, um, I'll make these 12 and three, one and five, sure. Eight and 18 and five, sure. 123 and 26. And then we could do a variable example. So I could say, I not let, sorry, I'm writing JavaScript. Right, favorite number equals 12. Now we're gonna subtract favorite number. Okay, so I could run and do all of these and we'll get all the examples, five, nine, negative four, 13, 97, negative two. Okay, and then maybe I'm like, okay, you know what? Now I want it to multiply them. So let's just change this to a multiplication and that's all I have to do. Now everything gets multiplied, okay? Uh, because I don't need to go and change all this code because it's just calling the function name. So really I could call this like do math. If I called it do math, I could make this function do whatever I wanted. Right now it's multiplying. I could make it divide if I wanted to. I could make it go to the power of Uh, not and and uh, power of slash slash I think no what is slash slash I'm forgetting my own uh, I'm forgetting the syntax for Python Python exponent what is it uh, star star uh huh our star for the exponent. So if I did that, we're gonna get some big numbers. 
but I'm basically putting the first number to the exponent of the second number. Okay, so that's the power of using functions. And obviously this is a very basic example, but as you get much larger code bases with a lot more statements running inside of your function, it saves you a ton of time and, and also makes it much easier to solve problems in your code. Um, okay, so let's continue on. Uh, returning a value from a function. So now that we've, this function, we're just, we're just printing something out, right? But in sometimes with functions, you wanna do something and then get the result and then use the result later on. Okay, so um, we can do that by returning data from our function. Um, so functions with returns um, can bring data back to the, lo the location that they're called in. Okay, so let's say that we want to, um, instead of printing this result, let's just return this result. Okay, so all you have to do is type return and then whatever you wanna return from the function. So you can only return one thing. Um, so if you want to return multiple values, you have to put them in a list or you'd have to put them in a tuple, um, or something that holds multiple values, but you can only return one thing from your function. So in this case, I'm going to return the result variable from my function. And then I'm going to say, uh, magic number equals do math on, uh, 10 and on 12 and 400. Let's see if we can break our break our uh, compiler here because it's going to be a huge number <laughs> i don't know if it's just giving up let's see print oops let's now so now down here i could print out this right i could say print oops magic number oh look at that that's impressive that it didn't crash it um, so I've got this huge number, whatever number that is. Um, now I could take that number and I could do something else to it. Um, I don't know, by 12. One twelfth? How do you write twelfth? I don't even know. Twelfth? <laughs> This is so wrong, <laughs> whatever. Uh, one twelfth of my magic number is equal to uh, magic num divided by 12, and then I can print out one twelfth. Get the answer to that. Overflow integer division result too large for a float. Okay, so integers can hold a lot more uh, data than floats can because floats can only go to so many decimal places. So I'm getting an issue here. Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna convert this to um, uh, an integer, I think. Does that work? It might still complain because it's gonna first go to, yeah, it's gonna first go to a float and then to an integer. So because I'm getting a, um, well, we know it's an even number, so let's just divide it by two. Because I'm getting a decimal number, um, it's getting way too many decimal places because there's already a whole bunch of de um, characters being used up here. Or sorry, decimal places being used here, and it's adding more uh, past the decimal, so it's not gonna let me do that. Um, but if we divide by two, it shouldn't have any decimal places. So. Did 
still too large. All right, let's just not deal with such a large number. So we're basically running out of space in our in our in our float variable because it's always converting it back to a float at the end of the day. There we go. So this is our number here, and then when we divide it by two, this is our number here. Okay. Um, but all I'm trying to show you guys here is that you can take the result of your function and then do something with it later on. Right. Um, you have to assign the result though. So this is getting so this here. When it gets called, it runs this and it returns result. Now, this is sort of hard to wrap your head around, but what happens is when this function runs, it, it runs, it does what it has to do inside, it returns this result. And then the result just sort of like appears here. So you can think of it as like when this is running, it calls this, does this, hits return result. And then it's sort of like, if you want to think of it like this just disappears and then result takes its place. Okay. I don't know if that helps you guys visualize what's happening but basically the function runs and when it finishes running it returns result and instead of all of a sudden there being a function here now we have um result here like this okay that's what's happening underneath um and then result gets assigned to magic number so magic number is equal to result if we for example don't assign it back to a number like this and we just say do math um what's going to happen is this is going to run it's going to return result this is going to like technically become result so it'll end up being like that and then not doing anything with result we're not saving it anywhere so the program will just continue on and nothing will happen right so if i run this we just we get nothing and it just ends because it does the math it returns result but then we do nothing with result okay so i hope that sort of helped you understand um what happens when you return a value um, i know that's a very hard concept to get sometimes when you're first learning how to program um Import hid module functions. So modules are larger bodies of code that contain functions that can be imported for your convenience. So sometimes you might want to use a bunch of code that someone else wrote uh, and maybe that's something like random. So it's a bunch of code that gets you a random number. Um, then you can use uh, the random module by importing it. So these are, these are things that aren't included in the library by default, but we can import them into the library. Uh, or not in, into the language, sorry, um, so that we can use them in the Python language. So there, there are extra pieces of code written in Python that we can then import to our Python language to use additionally with, with the built-in functions. Um, so these are additional functions we can add in. And Bashir, no, you don't need to specify a return type in Python. So Python, we never actually explicitly state types. Um, even though there are types. So that's one thing you got to get used to in Python is that there are types, variables have types, but we never have to explicitly state what they are. Everything's implicit, meaning that it's determined based on the value that is, that is in the variable. Um, okay, and back to the import module. So if I wanted to import some, some code that will let me generate a random number, I could say import random, that's the name of the module that does random numbers and then uh i don't know let's just print let's just print this out for the fun of it we could just say print random dot random so the the module that i've imported and then the function in that module that i want to use so i want to use the random function so that's how you access a function inside of a module so the module's name is random and the function that i want to use inside of there is called the random now, when you create a function, so if I were to create a function here called, I don't know, um, say hello. And then I just print it out, hello. Okay, 
Uh, when you define a function like this without any arguments, you can do that. You can just have a function that doesn't take any arguments. Um, then you just put nothing between the round brackets. And when you call it the same thing, you don't put anything in the round brackets. You just put the round brackets there so that we know that we're calling a function and we're not calling a variable. Okay. Because if we didn't put the round brackets, then the compiler would think that this is looking for a variable or the interpreter, sorry, would think this is looking for a variable. Okay. So, um, we want it to know it's looking for the function, say hello, and then we just run it like that. Okay, and that gives me hello, and then here's my random number that's being generated. So from the random library, or imported module, sorry, uh, call the random function uh, with no arguments, and then whatever. And then the random function returns a, a random value. So then that random value gets put into my print. So we could do it like this. Random value equals, so then, this is calling the function, returning that random value, putting it into my random value variable, and then I print out my random value. And you'll see every time I run this, I get a different value because it's a random number. Okay. Um, now, There's other modules that we can import, uh, one of them being the math module. So there's only so many uh, operators that you can use, right? We have the uh, addition, subtraction, brackets, we have multiplication, division, we have to the exponent, and we have the modulo operator. Um, there may be a few others that are missing, but we only have so many basic operators. If you need additional um, math operators that uh, like for example the to get the log of something or the square root of something you can import the math library um, and then you can say um, something like if we have any of the example in the notes here um, I don't know math uh, square root is equal to math dot then math is the module that we're importing square root is the function that we want to use and square root takes whatever you're trying to get the square root of. So if we say 16 um, as an argument, and then it will return the square root. So that'll get assigned to our square root variable. And then we can print out square root. And I get four, because four is the square root of 16. Okay, so we can do some of these more complicated math uh, equations using the module, the import math module. So those are imported module functions that we can use. So we're importing modules and using the functions inside of them. Uh, we looked at using the built-in Python uh, functions. And then we also looked at sort of what argument, what function arguments are and what return values from functions are and do stuff with. Uh, we give them the definition at the start. So the DEF for define. Um, then we give them the name of our function. So in this case, um, let's just say, we'll do the example here that's in the slides because it looks like a good learning example. So print lyrics. Okay, so this is just gonna be a function that prints out some lyrics for a song. We're gonna print out, um, uh, I don't know. I can't even think of a song right now. So let's just go with what we have in the notes here. I'm I'm a lumberjack. I'm not going to write them all out. We'll just write two lines here. Print. I chop trees down. Okay. So there's some lyrics to my terrible song. Um, and then I want to write um, 
maybe maybe like a chorus that just repeats the lyrics so we'll just call this i'll call it chorus they have it called repeat lyrics but i'm gonna call it chorus it's gonna be a great chorus we're just gonna repeat our lyrics over and over so chorus um, print lyrics oops and print okay so because this function is defined outside of this function uh, this function can see it because they're defined at the same at the same scope is what it's called and we'll talk more about scope uh, in the future but they can see each other because they're defined at the same level here the same hierarchy um, so i can use this one inside of this one so i can call it print lyrics print lyrics um, and then if i run my code now okay Nothing's going to happen because I've defined two functions. Even though I called this function, I'm calling it inside of this function and I haven't called this function yet. I'm just defining them. So to actually make the functions run, I have to call them. So I just call chorus. All right, and if I run it now, I'm a lumberjack, I chop trees down. I'm a lumberjack, I chop trees down. Okay. Um, so it calls the chorus function, runs it, and then inside the chorus function says, okay, we got to call print lyrics. Okay, now we got to call print lyrics again. Okay, and here you notice I'm not assigning this to a variable or anything because I'm not returning anything. So I don't need to worry about what happens after I call this. Uh, nothing's getting brought back here. So I can just call it, let it do its thing, and then continue on. Okay, so I can then I could call chorus as many times as I wanted to. And it could keep doing stuff for me. Okay. Um, that's basically it for functions. So you give it a... Uh, a name you give it some parameters if needed um, or argument story if needed and then you can return a value if needed